Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Samantha. And I'm Mia. And this is You Wrong Complete Me, the Christmas edition. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Podcast. Christmas. Merry Podmas. Merry Podmas. Happy Podmas. Somebody Actually, has had to have done that. Technically, before, right? it's Podmas Eve, as Podmas you all Eve. know. For those who are celebrating, you know, Christmas. For Merry those Christmas who are celebrating Eve. Hanukkah. Also, happy, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Oh, and our next episode comes out on Kwanzaa. Look so at that's that. great. Thematic. Not thematic. <laughs> no one celebrates Kwanzaa on the movie that we're doing on Thursday, but that's fine. That's fine. Welcome to the 53rd episode of the podcast. Jesus Christ. If you've stuck with us from the very beginning... God bless you. Seriously. Wow. It's been a journey. Yeah. A whole year-long journey, some might say. Even if you jumped in late because you just met us and caught up, Caitlin, looking at you. (laughs) Love that for you, too. Exactly. Any listener is a good listener in our book. Any listener is a good listener. Should we seg into the topic of this week's episode? Yeah, why not? Your favorite Christmas boy. My favorite Christmas boy. But is it your favorite boy? That is for the wrap-up episode, baby. I'm not delivering any secrets now. We can talk about it today. I don't know. I don't know. It might come up. Okay, well, maybe it'll come up. We'll see. We'll find out. God. We can never know where we're going. Anyways. Like the weird tube in Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. For some reason, I thought that was going to go with, like, the tube that those fish have to go through. Oh, I love the fish I was looking at, like, a video, and I just, I don't, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. once, when I... When it was in the news a lot, I reached out to my friend Stacy, who is a fish scientist, um, and I was like, Stace, tell me about the fish tube. Like, do the fish know that they're in a tube? Does the fish, like, do they get emotionally scarred from the fish tube? Do they tube? know they're in the tube? And she said that it's frightening for them, probably a little bit, but they get over it, and it's better than their whole species dying out because they can't swim upstream or whatever. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm sad for the fish, but happy for the fish at the same time. Well, now that we've talked about fish for a few moments. Fish science is important. I started it. I mean, I'm not blaming you. It was my fault. Now we'll talk about a different fish. Bridget Jones's diary. (laughs) A 2001 fish. Oh, sorry, film. (laughs) Starring uh, Renee Zellweger, Hugh Grant, and your boy Colin Firth. My boy! Mm -hmm. Oh, man. What wouldn't I do for Colin Firth? That is a question I won't answer on the pod. Would you eat a Klondike bar for Colin Firth? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Would I eat a cheeseburger for Colin Firth? I don't oh, know. shit. I don't know. Um, I feel like he could be vegetarian in secret. He would be a vegetarian for me. He seems like, you know, a reasonable chap. Yeah. A good boy. He's a good boy. A hard worker. So... Bridget Jones, should I recap it? Yeah, you've seen it a million times. I have seen it a million times. Bridget Jones' diary is about a 30-something woman who Mm -hmm. feels adrift in her life. Mm. She (laughs) has no significant other. Her life's kind of a mess. She's working at a job she doesn't love. And she's desperately in love with her boss, who is a womanizer and terrible person. Hate that guy. Hugh Grant. On New Year's Day at her parents' home, she meets Colin Firth, who seems like an eligible bachelor, but he's really quite rude to her, and so she decides she hates him forever. I've never, I've never uh, known a story like that before. You know, 
where there's like a really nice young lady and then she meets an eligible bachelor at a party and then he's rude to her and then they have a, a relationship that is based off of that. I've so, never, I've never, uh, what's, is that, does that feel mm-hmm. familiar to you? This is a brand new take. So this is a movie <laughs> that is based on a book called Bridget Jones' Diary by Helen Fielding that is based on another book called Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. By Louisa May Alcott. <laughs> How dare I'm just kidding, you? I'm just kidding. Oh my God. Um, so no yeah. offense to Louisa May. She's so she my meets, boo. she meets Colin. She meets Colin Firth and it goes through her life over the course of a year um, mm-hmm. as she's writing in um, the self mentioned diary in the title uh, and goes through relationships with both men discovers things about herself and gets into lots of hijinks along the way that are very oh. comedy fueled hijinks ensue and that's and, it that's, a, that's, the, that's the movie and then she falls in love with one of them which one is anybody's guess hmm. 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 but Samantha is this movie a rom-com no <laughs> no I'm just reading your notes nobody no. ends up together nobody ends up with Hugh Grant so Just not. kidding, it is a rom-com. <laughs> Bridget Jones, spoiler, ends up with Mark Darcy. But Hugh Grant Hell is alone. Yes. So how can it be a, a Hugh for one if Hugh Grant because ends up alone? Because it's the truest film to Hugh Grant ever. He ends up alone. Nobody loves him. Wow. Wow, that was brutal. I He's a Hugh, dick. I hope Hugh Grant doesn't listen to our podcast. We'll never get a he sponsorship now. never a listen Hugh to Grant our podcast. Sponsorship. He hates romantic <laughs> he comedies. Does. He would never listen to this. Um... Do you think we should do a Paddington podcast next year? Oh, or we just I love <laughs> Paddington. Recap the Paddington movies. Oh, my God. He's only in the second one. Oh, okay. So we won't do the first one then. Oh, but it's so good. <laughs> oh, what a great film. Yes. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, the only thing they ever got right. <laughs> Paddington 2, not Paddington 1, to clarify. Fair. Um, is it more or less complicated than it's complicated, Mia, this film? Um, no, it's not complicated. Colin Firth is perfect. What's hard about that? Pick him, choose him, mm. love him. Yeah. A line from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, really? That I stole. Well, Cute. repurposed. But uh, that's a, a classic line from that show. I love it. Next. Could you tell me a bit about uh, the Meet Cute in Bridget Jones's Diary? Do you don't want to talk about Grey's Anatomy some more? You want to talk about this movie? Nope. That's weird. Okay. Nope, I'm good. It's amazing. Hugh, not Hugh Grant, sorry. Wow. Colin Firth and Renee Zellweger, Bridget Jones herself, and Mark Darcy. <laughs> I just feel like we could do character names on this one. Um, sure, let's do it. Meet at the annual turkey curry buffet at her parents' house. Yep. And uh, he's wearing a total d- good reindeer sweater. It's the best sweater I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And she has verbal diarrhea at him. And uh, he hates it. And he is full Mr. Darcy, Mark Darcy. Yeah. Not Fitzwilliam Darcy. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so there's that scene in Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. as you all know, where Lizzie overhears Darcy talking about how, like, you know, she's handsome but not handsome enough to tempt me. And mm-hmm. we overhear Mark telling his mother about how Bridget Jones is a verbally incontinent spinster. <laughs> and she's oh, like, fine. turkey curry, yum, yum. Yes. Um, I just had an idea for your 40th birthday present. President. <laughs> present. Okay. What if I did an audiobook recording of Pride of Prejudice <laughs> for you? You're saying 40 because it's going to take you 10 years to do it? It's going to take me 10 years to do it. Well, I love the idea that you would commit to this for me. So, yes, I agree. Yes, a thousand times yes. And I'll do voices for everybody. It'll oh, please. Be great. <laughs> please. Will you, like, wear bonnets, like, in the Lucy <laughs> Diaries? Yes. I will go method and wear period appropriate clothing it'll be great you know it's my dream <laughs> oh my gosh. 40 
Get ready. All right, I'm excited. Ten years ago. <laughs> okay. But back to this podcast. Okay, cool. Does this movie fly in real life? Do you think this story could happen? Can any movie fly in real life? Oh, really, wow. none. We're really getting to the end of the podcast, existential crisis yes, time. Yes, we are. Um, no, not in mean, real life. I think that, like most romantic comedies, all these series of events happening together seem a bit impossible. Yes. A bit improbable. Yes. The fact that her boss uh, broke up Mark Darcy's marriage, and she's with the boss. What is his name? Cleaver? What's his first Daniel name? Daniel Cleaver. Daniel Cleaver. Like, the fact that she knows both of them and that she is, they're, like, both pining for her. Like, yeah. what's the likelihood? I mean, yeah. What is it's the, not like they all work in the same What is sector. the likelihood of love triangles in real life, anyways? I've never been a part of a love triangle. Nor have I. That I've been aware of. If you've been in a love triangle with Mia, send me an email <laughs> at, I'll tell you later. Just slide into okay. my DMs on Twitter. Slide into the DMs. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I do like the fact that she's mm-hmm. a hot mess or Ben yes. White human disaster, as it were. Uh, she is a human disaster, just like Ben Wyatt. It just feels, I know that sometimes that's like part of the charm of like rom-com heroines. She's perfect, but I feel like mm-hmm. she's like a little bit more skew than that, and I yeah. find that relatable. I feel like if you are a rom-com heroine, you are either like perfect and everybody loves you and a delight upon this world or you are a delight upon this world but completely fucked up yeah (laughs) and like a hot mess yeah or a lot of hot mess things are happening to you yeah though I do like I think a lot of times like when you have those characters that are like Mm -hmm. a terrible hot mess and they also like go through an arc where they're terrible and have to like apologize for their ways yeah. I'm thinking of Brittany Runs a Marathon. Oh, yeah. The girl in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brittany. like But Brittany. <laughs> uh, but I feel like Bridget, though, like, she's a hot mess and hot mess things are happening to her. She's never terrible. Right. She people. just needs to get it together for herself, not for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Which is what I like about her. Yeah. I love me her. Too. She's, she's precious to me. She's an angel. Okay. Did it age well, though, this 2001 film? It's. Uh, there are some weird uh, racist comments about the Japanese made by her mother. Yes. She keeps calling them a cruel race <sighs> over and over again. Which and I'm is... like, ooh, why do we have to do that? Yeah. And then, I mean, the whole Daniel Cleaver, Bridget Jones, it's like sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah. So Bridget works at a publishing company where she does the press releases mm-hmm. and Daniel Cleaver is the boss at this company, or one of the bosses. And so their flirtation at work starts over, like, work emails. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says very, like, naughty little things about how, like, she's not really wearing a skirt and flirts with her and, like, taps her bum in the elevator. I like that she eventually uses it to, like, get out of her job swiftly and efficiently. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, so... It would be bad in real life. If you have read Pride and Prejudice at all, you know that there's a character in Pride and Prejudice called Mr. Wickham. An who asshole. Is a tool, a playboy, a, a what's his name. A philanthropist. In the books, <laughs> he runs off with Lizzie's younger sister, Lydia. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this movie, we see not only did um, he steal Mark Darcy's wife, 
but um, Bridget finds out that he's engaged to someone else, an American, Ugh. even though he's been fanning around with her. Americans, am I right? Right. Ugh. God. Sluts. All of us. <laughs> wow. A bold <laughs> statement. Slat. Well, it was, this is Bridget Jones' diary, so it's British, so slags all of us. Slags all of us. Um, um, we will say, though, that the Mark and Bridge, their romance is pure and good and perfect. Oh, it's the best part about the film. Yeah, and it, they do nothing wrong. Nothing is wrong with that. That that storyline is perfect as it is. Yes. Just the way it is. We like it just the way it is. Spoiler alert. To Mia, just as you are. <laughs> did you fall in love while watching this movie, Samantha? <sighs> of course I did. Did you? Yes, the lean and his smolder. Oh, my God. He is so sick. <laughs> Steamy in this movie, the looks that he gives her. Mark Darcy. I like fan myself a little bit. I know. It's Colin Firth knows so what he's good. doing. And this movie it just it charms me. Like yeah. she's such a mess, and she like tries to pull herself together and falls back apart and pulls herself together again. Yeah. I don't know. I just great. Their romance is so cute. I love a hate to love to love to hate to hate to love. <laughs> I also love that fight. That fight scene was. Chef's kiss. Yeah, it was really good. There's uh, <laughs> so Hugh Grant is out of Bridget Jones's life, mm-hmm. um, and Colin Firth is in. He comes and helps cook her birthday dinner, mm-hmm. and then Hugh Grant shows up, being like, "Oh, I thought you'd be alone." And why? Why did you think that? You dipshit. They go out <laughs> onto the street, and Colin Firth is like, "Right, enough. I'm over this." And he punches him, and they get into this beautiful, brutal ball, brawl like, in the street. Outside. Meet me outside. In the restaurant, Hamilton. out the window, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fall through a window. I love it so much. To the tune of It's Raining Men. That's great. It's the greatest fight scene ever. And it wasn't even, well, it's a fun fact for it's later. A fun fact. It wasn't even redacted. Because <laughs> <laughs> it happened in both movies, it wasn't. Oh, ooh, okay. Anyways, moving on. I wonder if there's a fight scene in the third one. I don't think I don't there remember. Is. He's not. He's Daniel Cleaver is dead in the third one. But with um, Colin Firth and Patrick Dempsey. I don't know. I'll have to Google it. Or we'll have to watch it. It's a good one. It, I think that I need to watch the second funny. one. No. I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, mm, we're good. <laughs> have you ever seen the second one? No, I haven't seen any others oh, in the first one. Oh, all right. The first one was just so good to me, I don't want all right. I guess else if, to hurt me. If we need to... If we need to do the second one, we'll what if we only did sequels to romantic comedies next year? I don't know if we have enough. I know. Well, that's perfect because okay. we're not doing a lot of episodes next yeah. year. This is the first. This one I didn't write in the fun fact corner, but I did see it on the IMDb page. But this is the first romantic comedy trilogy mm-hmm. to like have the whole thing be in theaters. Of oh, cool! Millennium. You did kind of write that did sort I? of. Well, you wrote about some other trilogy. Oh, aspects. yeah, that's true. But it made history. History, yeah, I this said. This is great. Yes. And it was led by an American being a British girl. Amazing. Are you rethinking your life now? Constantly. I never stop rethinking my <laughs> life when I watch this movie. I wonder, where is my Mark Darcy? How do I find him? Yeah. Do I need to be more of a hot mess than I already am? Maybe. What about um, you? Are you rethinking your life? Um, I mean, I feel like people should kiss in the snow more often. I feel like that's not an in opportunity their I'd get. In their well, maybe not in underpants, but like in general, it's pretty romantic, oh, and I don't think I ever, I've never coat done around it. her. Yeah, oh, so. it's so good. Yeah. Um, are can I ask you this hard-hitting question? No. To really throw you into emotional no. turmoil. 
okay. if you had to choose between Bill Pullman and While You Were Sleeping and Colin Firth as Mark Darcy, <laughs> could you make that choice? What would you do right now if I just shoved the mic over <laughs> right out of the room? Because that's what I feel and, like uh, doing. that's the end of the podcast, folks. <laughs> we got to go. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I think I have to rewatch While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. I've only watched that once, and I've watched Richard Jones' Diary multiple times. Yeah. Making a choice. I mean, Sophie's choice. I I think I need to rewatch it again. But okay, this is weird. This is a weird thing I'm about to say. Okay. I might lean towards Bill a little bit. Wow. Which is like shocking to me, but I feel like I, I mean, would meld more with Bill. That character in While You Were Sleeping is kind of a Mark Darcy. Yeah. I mean, a Fitzwilliam Darcy. He's like the American. He's Yeah, because he comes in and he's like suspicious of everything yeah. and a little bit cold. Yeah. And then slowly melts his heart for Sandra Bullock. There's also like snow scenes, yeah. ice scenes. Ripped pocket scenes. Ripped pocket scenes. Oh. Uh, that jacket he wears. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I will think about this question and write an essay for you okay. and publish it on uh, what's that site everyone publishes things on? I don't know. Fuck. I'll think of it later. Okay. Shall we dive into favorite quotes? Sure. While you think. Do well, you want to do this Bridget one? The Bridget uh, for you. You looked at it for me. Okay. Because it's it's a <clears throat> it's a spin off an old quote. And it's nice because they snuck it into the middle of the movie so it didn't start out like it does in the book. It is a truth universally acknowledged that when one part of your life starts going okay, another falls spectacularly to pieces. A truth. Mm -hmm. A truth. I feel like that's real. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. We had such good podcast luck this year that the rest of the (laughs) the year has been shit. You know? (laughs) It's a lot going on. (laughs) But we made it here and that's all that matters. Okay. Um, Do you have another one? Um, yeah, when Bridget is quitting her job, she says, uh, I don't remember where what he says, but she says, thank you, Daniel, that is very good to know. But if staying here means working within 10 yards of you, frankly, I'd rather have a job wiping Saddam Hussein's ass. But she wow. says arse, because she's British. Wow, for the time period. <laughs> Perfection. Yes. Uh, then there is my most favorite, my most very favorite line of all time. The scene that I watch on YouTube all the time, mm-hmm. which is when uh, th- this turning point for Bridget and Mark is at the end of this party where Bridget is like, I already feel like an ass. You don't need to make me feel even worse than I already mm-hmm. do. Like, you know, because he says that he likes her news report she did yeah. where she shows her arse on film, <laughs> uh-huh. basically. And he, like, gives this long speech similar to the proposal scene in Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. But Mark does this one better. Because she's like, yes, so you like me despite the fact that I, like, yeah. am a spinster and verbally incontinent. And he yeah. interrupts her and goes, no, I like you very much, just as you are. Just as you are. And it's the greatest scene of my life. And then they're, her, she tells all of her friends, which is great, and they love it. And then at the dinner party later. For her birthday. For her birthday. They're like, to Bridget Jones, just as she is. Yeah. And I'm like, Yes. And Bridget is like, for fuck's sake, yeah. why are you doing this in front of Mark? <laughs> and, she's like, and Mark is like, <laughs> she told all of her friends about my good speech. I'm a good boy. Yeah. There's also the follow-up scene when she initially tells her friends about this, mm-hmm. and they're all, like, shocked. Mm-hmm. They're, like, not different, not mm-hmm. bigger breasts, not smaller nose. And they're like, no. And they're all like, shit. They're like, fuck. Fuck me. Wow, all right. So Cool for the It's me. really good. 
Um, yep. One last quote? Yep. I realized that when I met you at the turkey curry buffet, I was unforgivably rude and wearing a reindeer jumper. <laughs> just, yep. <laughs> that his mother had given him the day before. That's the truth. I just thought it was cute. But it was cute. Do you have any that's, that you like from the movie? No, those are great. Those okay. are all great ones. I, I like the ones, the ones you chose. Um, <sighs> should we go into the rom-com beyonds? Yeah. It's winter. It's London. There's boats. There's poetry. There's a mini break with boats. There's a Tarts and Vickers party <laughs> yes, where is. only a few people are dressed as Tarts and yes. Vickers. Hugh Grant is wet. <laughs> Cooking fails. Wacky parents, wacky friends. Lots of drinking. It's New Year's. Christmas sweaters. Underwear. 80s one-hit wonder pop stars. Yes, Bailey was personally that she added that one. Yeah, she did. Um, and then there's great sing-alongs to great music. Great apartments. And more. Kisses in the snow. Kisses in the snow. Ugh. Just like a beautiful film. Such a beautiful film. Ugh. I'm going to go watch it again tonight. Okay. <laughs> now that we're done watching movies, we're finally free. I mean, I've watched other movies the course we're of the year. We're finally free. I we're saw Frozen free. 2 last night. I'm finally free. <laughs> anyway, back to Bridget Jones. Would you watch this movie again? Yes. And we're going to. We're going to. We're going to force one of our other friends, who I'm not sure has seen this film. Now that we've made our friend Bailey watch yes. this film, we'll probably have to make our friend Tori watch this film. And we're probably going to have well. to go to Disneyland to do it. Yeah. Of all places, Disneyland <laughs> is the perfect place to watch this film. So Disneyland, see you in 2020. <laughs> in the springtime. In the springtime. The perfect time for Bridget Jones' Diary. I mean, part every of it time. takes place in the summer. Listen, every time is the perfect time for Bridget yes. Jones' Diary. Where do you think Mark and Bridge are now? Well, we're going to ignore the sequels. Okay. Um, we're just basing this on this movie. I think they're still together, and they're adorable. Yeah. And Daniel Cleaver never comes back. He stays in a cave wherever he is. Yeah. And then Patrick Dempsey shows up, maybe. Maybe he delivers the baby. Oh, maybe. Because <laughs> he's a doctor. Yes, but not in that movie. No. In Bridget Jones's Baby, Patrick Dempsey plays like a hotshot app developer. And she, like, doesn't realize how famous he is until after they have sex have sex together, yeah. In a yurt. In a yurt. So you have seen the movie. No, I haven't. I just read about so it on Wikipedia. So you have seen so it. So I just read about it on Wikipedia today because I was curious. That's fair. Yeah. It's a good one. All let's right. watch it right now. Okay. Forget this podcast. Okay, let's Forget just the go. Tropes. All right. Let's talk in tropes. There's a lot. So we'll okay. fly through them. Let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Bom, 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 bom. We have a couple of grand gestures. She runs out in her snow, in her sneakers and her knickers in yep. the snow to, to stop him. him. And he was really only going and get her new diary after all, which is very cute. And then he comes back from America for her, which is fair because he probably flew into LaGuardia. Yeah. And you know what happens when you fly into LaGuardia. You get there and you're like, maybe I don't need to be here. And Listen, you turn right around. I'm telling you, my last experience with LaGuardia was beautiful. That's nice for you. But I think you need to give it a second chance. No. Much like his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grave misunderstanding for comedy. Yeah. There's a whole part, the whole plot is that Daniel Cleaver makes Bridget think that Mark Darcy's a bad guy because he claims that Mark broke up his marriage when really it was the opposite yeah so bridget thinks that <laughs> your smiley face threw me off samantha just drew the cutest little smiley face um anyway <laughs> i was like what is she writing oh it's a smiley face so cool moving on it's, it's magic. magic to me it's so magic to me but not in real life there's no so no points no points but we wanted to mention that yeah. opposites attract 
Bridges a hot mess. Classic Lizzie B. Classic. Classic. Fits well. Fits well. Um, she's a clumsy bee. <laughs> is not she's perfect, but she's clumsy. Yes, yes. We've already sort of discussed before about how she's not like that quintessential. She's perfect. Yeah. She's a fuck up. Yeah. But she's a messy bee. And you saw my edge of reason on that one. <laughs> That's the sequel <laughs> title. That's why it was funny. Okay. <laughs> she's a. She's made. Out with the reform good boy. Oh, reform good boy. That scene. Ooh, ooh, that's my other favorite ooh. line. Yes, when they are kissing and she says, good good boys don't kiss like that. Yeah, and he goes, yes, they fucking do. And then uh, he kisses her again. Wow. Wow. A shivers power move. Up and down my spine. Yeah, even thinking about it gives me shivers. Yes. There is a makeover scene. She's getting herself all done up for her, her party with, what's his Daniel face? Daniel Cleaver. Fuck face. <laughs> McGee. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, she has to wax everything and do her hair and her makeup. And, it hurts. And, and like practice like talking points to yes. make and seem cool and And that's a montage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh Quirky BFF, she's got three of them. She's got three of them. One of them is a washed up eighties one hit wonder pop star. So I love it. Amazing. There is a love triangle. The whole movie is a love triangle. The whole movie is a love triangle. Hate to love, mm-hmm. that's it, that's the film. And love to hate. And love Dude. to hate. Give it all up for love. Yeah, he leaves New York for her. He has a whole brand new job. in the news. And he gets the fuck out of there. Because nobody really wants to be in New York. Um, so New York City, another trope implied they were there. Nobody wants to be in New York. They left. He went and he left. I got the best Christmas gift. The mo- I've never felt more seen by this Christmas gift. I what was gifted is this Christmas gift? a t-shirt From that whom? has a state of Connecticut on it with New York in the middle. And it says, just a New York girl in a Connecticut world. That sounds Amazing. like a very kind gift. Who gave it to you? <laughs> My boyfriend's mom. <laughs> you have a boyfriend? Yeah, I've had one this, this whole, whole time. This whole podcast? I had no idea. I thought I you were... I thought you were reveal this right now to the world and God. I thought you were in love with me this whole time. I am. But you didn't get me the best shirt I've ever received, so... Well, I didn't have a chance to. Anita did. Um... Where were we? Father, cold, okay. cold heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his heart, heart was Darcy. broken. Yeah. And then he falls in love with Bridge. Yeah. Wow. And then a tragic backstory. His heart was broken. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I There's another one we didn't put on here, but I almost want to add it. Yeah. Um, which is they've been here all along. So part That's of... That's true. Part of the story is when Bridget's mom tries to set her up with Mark at the turkey, mm-hmm. turkey curry buffet. She talks about how when they were children, she used to play at Mark's house and like yeah. run around naked in his paddling mm-hmm. pool. And he himself references this yes. um, when they meet other people uh, yes. <laughs> in, in the real world. And the very end of the movie is like uh, video recorded scenes on an old fashioned mm-hmm. camera of like them at this like birthday party that Bridget yeah. went to. Yeah. There's a four-year age difference between them, which is a bit pervy, Bridget says. Yes. And and then Colin Firth is like, I've always thought so. And I'm like, damn uh, you. Damn, boy. All right, so that's a lot of tropes because it is a very good rom-com. And now, fun fact corner, hot and fresh out the kitchen and quick and dirty because we're already at 30 minutes. Fuck, how We've talked happen? for so long because this is a good one. We also a went off boy. on a bunch of tangents. A bunch of tangents. It's this fine. We talked about the fish tube. It. It's fine. The fish tube. We might have to cut that the was fish your, tube Please out. cut the fish tube. <laughs> well, now this won't make any sense if I cut the Wait, fish tube. Wait, let's stop. Let's stop. 
Nope, we're not going to stop. No, we'll cut the fish too. If you're hearing this clap, now you know what happens when Mia needs to cut things out on the podcast. We clap, and then yeah. she can see it on the sound I bar. Can, but now it's just going to be funny. I'll cut it out. I'm not going to cut it out. I need you. Anyway, fun fact corner, fun fact corner. So, to prepare for the role of Bridget Jones... Uh, Renee Zellweger gained 25 pounds. Which, which basically made her look like a normal person. Teeny tiny in real life. And then actually worked at a British publishing company for a month in preparation for the role. And then she had a posh accent and was not recognized by any of the people there. And she kept a framed picture of Jim Carrey on her desk because they were, I guess, dating at the time. And nobody recognized her and thought that she was a weirdo and didn't mention it. So that's pretty funny. Great. Good for her. Uh, we alluded to it earlier about the fight scene be- between Hugh Grant and Colin Firth wasn't yeah. choreographed. It was improvised between the, between the actors, and I found out that that also happened in the second film when there's a fight scene between um, Daniel and The fight and scene is so funny. Mark. It is their so funny. Their legs just are, like, going, and they clearly have both never been in a real fight in their lives because they're just white British boys. But it fits the characters oh, yeah, so absolutely. well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and then... So, like we said earlier, Bridget Jones would eventually become the first movie trilogy rom-com situation, but it was also exclusively directed by female directors and uh, was the only comedy trilogy, oh God, Mia, the only romantic comedy trilogy of the new millennium. Wow. A fun fact. I also thought it was interesting that uh, the director of the first film is actually close friends with the author of the yeah. books, uh, Helen Fielding, and she was actually the inspiration for one of um, the friends of Bridget in the film. So oh. the, dir- the director's name is Sharon, oh, and Shaza. The Shaza is actually who hmm. she was based upon, yeah, which I thought fine. was funny. And then lastly, mm-hmm. a cute boy. If you've read the Bridget Jones Diary book, Which you will know that Hugh Grant and Colin Firth are both mentioned by name in the text mm-hmm. of that book. I was going to say yeah. film. It's kind of like the what has thrown me our off. enemy Joanne did with Rupert. Fuck in, you, Joanne, <laughs> if you're yeah, listening. The Harry Potter books. Fuck off. All right. Shall we talk about what's next? Sure. Mia, mm-hmm. what are we watching? Love Actually. We're ending this year... With a, you know, the definitive rom-com. Tell us of what it is. Time. 2003 film starring many fucking people. I'm not going to list them. And it follows the lives of eight very different couples in dealing with their love lives in various loosely interrelated tales, all set during a frantic month before Christmas in London, England. And that's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. You have to tune in on Thursday, on Boxing Day, yes. while you're in your jammies, roasting marshmallows yes. over the fire. It's not just a Hugh for one this week. It's also a Colin for one. Yes. <laughs> a Firth for one. A one for Firth. Two for Firth. Two for Colin. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Hugh for one, Firth for two. All right. I don't know. Before we head out, did this movie rom-com please you, Samantha? Obviously. Obviously. Ugh. What a Did rom-com. it rom complete you? Yeah. All I right, love good. this movie. Good. Because if you didn't, if it didn't, I was going to have to break up with you as a friend. Oh, wow. Really? A lot is going on in the podcasting studio today. <laughs> Thank goodness we only have to do one more. And then our friendship can be over. And then our friendship can be over. <laughs> Working will be very interesting. Anyways, Mia, where can the people find us between now, which is Christmas Eve, and Thursday, which is Boxing Day, so <laughs> they, basically Christmas, if they are with their families and need a break they from They can real find life. me at my home on Long Island with my mom and my dad and my brother and the rest of my family. They can find you in 
Massachusetts with your family. And they can find us all on Instagram or Twitter at RomComplete Me. No, you. Last week I fucked that up. So sorry if you looked for you, RomComplete Me, on either of those social media platforms. You know, 52 episodes later and I can't get it right. Or they could email us at youromcompleteme at gmail.com. A thing we didn't say this episode until just now. Proud of us. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. I hope that you all have a very Merry Christmas. (laughs) And we'll see you on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Podmas. (laughs) 